Have you ever been to a theater? For the most part, they're beautiful. The lobby, the stage, the red curtains. But pull back that red curtain, go backstage, and you'll find that it's ugly, sturdy, and messy. And for the most part, it's pure chaos. Well, folks, now all patriotic, God-fearing people who have for generations believed this country to be good, allowing for some defects, have seen the back of the American theater and have come to realize what an absolute mess it is. You are listening to You and the Truth, where we will give you the truth face-to-face. Now what you do with it is up to you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to You and the Truth. And today's episode, The American Theater, Beautiful Facade, Backstage Mess. Today's episode is part of our Memory Lane series, designed to jolt us out of our political amnesia and addresses that rotten-to-the-core, stench-laden profession known as politics and its inhabitants, Congress, criminals, and con artists. Or better put, the real world of extremely highly paid prostitutes and scum-dealing sewer rats. Well, I got that off my chest. And now to the task at hand. What, if anything, did we learn from 2020 and 2021? After all, those were two hard, long-trying years for us law-abiding, decent, hard-working, peace-loving, God-fearing people. That's a mouthful, but one that's worth saying for two reasons. Number one, because like those who are demon-possessed, the terms peace-loving and God-fearing are two phrases the radical left is repulsed by. This is evidenced by the fact that they tried to eliminate the mention of God from their 2012 National Convention. This is Special Report. A deeply divided Democratic convention has just passed a stunning reversal, rewriting hotly disputed platform language that omitted references to God and to Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. But it was... That, folks, in my humble opinion, was the most disgusting act ever by any political party. And that is saying a lot. And number two, because these peace-loving, God-fearing people referred to in reason number one are the individuals who have made this country the greatest nation in the world, despite the jackasses who run it. Of course, these donkeys include just about every politician, elected official, big tech honcho, journalist, reporter, news anchor, protester, and God-hating scumbag hell-bent on destroying the property, lives, and dreams of every God-fearing patriot with no regard for who they hurt or what they destroy on the way. Of course, with the ultimate goal of turning this nation into just another one of those shithole countries that exist around the world. And when I mention these choice individuals, folks, I, I say just about because there's always exceptions to everything related to that disgusting species known as man male or female. It does, however, include every insecure, self-hating left and right-wing radical individual who thinks so low of themselves that they hate everyone and anyone who doesn't agree with every twisted thought in their hollow heads and every word that comes out of their sewer-infected mouths. I'm on a roll, folks. And make no mistake about it, these are two deeply disturbed groups of individuals. 
right or left, it makes no difference. They're all cut from the same cloth, sick and twisted. These are the individuals who have turned our country into a theater. Have you ever been to a theater? For the most part, they're beautiful. The lobby, the stage, the red curtains. But pull back that red curtain, go backstage, and you'll find that it's ugly, sturdy, and messy. And for the most part, it's pure chaos. Well, for years, we've been shown only the front of the American theater, the lobby, and the stage. But now, social media, the same weapon that was designed to force-feed us only the information they want us to hear to keep us entertained and distracted while they give us the right uh, red, white, and blue shaft is now the same weapon that's pulled back that curtain and given us a glimpse of the backstage. And folks, it's not a pretty sight. And I say this not because I disagree with everything these lunatics stand for, but because their platform and the way they go about their business goes against everything that decent, hardworking, law-abiding, peace-loving, God-fearing people stand for. The key words here being God-fearing. Now, I'm going to keep this as short as possible because the more we stir the pot, the more it's going to stink. Seeing as to how our government deliberately and continuously attempts to keep us on our heels by complicating every aspect of our lives, you know, to keep us entertained, confused, and distracted while they screw us into submission. I'm going to use simple terms and analogies to bring everything down to an easy-to-understand level. So easy, in fact, that even I can understand it. Some months ago, my wife, a Cuban immigrant who loves this country with a passion, who's strong-willed and self-sufficient, along with countless other traits that have made her my hero on earth, got to a point that for the first time in her 44 years of marriage, began to have anxiety attacks. Something that goes completely against her nature. Now, after talking it out, we concluded that she was spending too much time listening to news reports and talk shows, opining on the state of our nation and world. This led her to constantly complain and fret about all the crap being thrown at us every day by these self-ordained, money and power-hungry morons whom we've given carte blanche to run our country. And I'm not referring only to our elected officials, folks, but their criminal cohorts. You know, the self-appointed fourth branch of our government, the media, and their criminal cohorts. You know, the entertainment industry, the Silicon Valley, and big tech. My wife and I realized that it was time to take a few steps back, take some deep breaths, and simplify our lives, and concentrate on the basics. You know, the forgotten simple but essential things in life, such as taking care of our health, practicing the lost art of conversation, and enjoying each other and our loved ones without the aid of what I consider to be the most lethal weapon in the world, social media. You see, we've been led to believe that social media is an integral part of our lives, when in fact, it's destroying the very fabric of our lives. We're being force-fed pure poison every second of every day. Our thoughts... Our emotions and our souls are being numbed into submission. And it's coming at us in tsunamis, folks, and from every direction. In short, my wife and I decided it was time to disconnect the feeding tube. And it wasn't just us. I've spoken with family, friends, and acquaintances who have told me they feel violated and cheated to the point it's affected their relationships and their health. Some have told me that for the first time in their lives, their blood pressure has shot through the roof. 
Some have taken out their anger on family members and loved ones. Families, friendships, and many other relationships have been torn apart. Folks, there is something as too much information, especially when the source of that information is one-sided, negative, and filled with nothing but hate. That is the goal of radicals. To lie, create anger, animosity, doubt, discontent, and plant the seeds of negative emotions amongst, you know, peace-loving individuals, ultimately leading to the destruction of the families, the relationships, and their health. You see, folks, it all begins with lies. Lies have a way of infecting our souls, our thoughts, and our emotions, ultimately affecting our temperament, our personality, and in many instances, our health. It's time we took a good hard look at something that no longer has a place in our society. Something that's no longer considered. Something that has long been forgotten. The truth. There's something soothing about the truth. At first it may shock and anger you, but with time, the truth soothes the soul of God-loving individuals. Because, well, it's the truth. With the truth, there's no deceit or hidden agenda. There's no need to struggle to remember what you said or did in the past. It's all out in the open. It all flows. Mark Twain once said that when you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. It's like walking on a huge, open, level pasture with no obstacles. The possibility of stumbling is greatly minimized. Now, whether you agree with the truth or not is not the point. Truth, by nature, is built on a strong and immovable foundation. Something that gives you a sense of security. A sense of knowing that there are no variables. That it's steadfast, thereby removing all sense of insecurity. And when you feel secure, you can deal with any situation with a clear head. But when you deal in falsehoods, lies, and deceit, the opposite is true. You see, folks, falsehoods, lies, and deceit only lead to more of the same. It's a never-ending circle. And the only way to break that circle is with the truth. Once you accept the truth, then and only then are you able to deal with any situation at hand with a level head. Lies have no foundation, and so they ultimately lead to destruction. And when you lie, you know deep down inside that destruction is imminent. But you ignore it justifying every lie at every turn, hoping it never sees the light of day. And this causes a tremendous amount of uncertainty. Uncertainty which leads to stress and anxiety. And this stress and anxiety ultimately leads to the destruction of your soul, your relationships, and your health. It's a biblical principle, folks. The truth will set you free. Now, without going into a detailed explanation of that principle, for now, I invite you to take it at face value, with the truth meaning the lack of deceit. You see, we all have a sense of knowing what's true and what is false and what is right and what is wrong. It's a built-in mechanism. Some simply choose to ignore it. That's why so many people are upset with what's going on in this country and in this world. They finally awaken to the fact that they've been lied to for years, for decades. They've finally been exposed to the truth. My wife's love for this country, her firm belief that this country is good, has always led her to discount any notion that it's capable of being a fraud-ridden nation like her native Cuba or Venezuela, along with countless others. In her mind, 
this country is good. And the thought of anything but never entered her mind. She refused to accept any other notion until now. But a country is only as good as the people who run it. And people, by nature, are evil. This is another biblical principle and one too lengthy to discuss at this time. For now, I invite you to take it at face value. Or if you disagree, email us at the address below. We're always happy and willing to discuss all views, including opposing ones. But back to man's evil nature. <clears throat> the difference between those that allow their evil nature to take over and those who don't is their belief that they're answerable to a higher power, a power whose foundation is based on truth. Remember, there's always exceptions to everything man-made, but for the most part, this is true. It's like the spouse who's being cheated on, but convinces him or herself that their spouse is incapable of such a thing. So they ignore it, hoping that it isn't true. But if their spouse is cheating, then that relationship is built on lies and deceit. And short of serious reconciliation, it's bound for destruction. Now, I think you'll agree that all relationships are based on some level of trust. And although you can forgive someone who's violated that trust once, twice, or maybe even three times, everything has a limit. Especially when you come to the realization that the one you've trusted for years has been deceiving you all that time. Imagine being married to someone for many years only to find out that they were cheating on you during your entire marriage. Or that they led a double life with another spouse, or worse yet, as has happened, that they were serial killers. Well, folks, now all patriotic, God-fearing people who have for generations believed this country to be good, allowing for some defects, have seen the back of the American theater and have come to realize what an absolute mess it is. But contrary to a theater where it doesn't matter if the back is messy due to construction, so long as the show runs smoothly and the actors do their job, this country is not a mess because of the manner in which it was constructed, but because of the individuals who maintain and run it. The structure, the construction and principles upon which this country was built are solid. But like any structure of any kind, regardless of how solid the construction is, it must be constantly tended to and maintained. And the individuals we, the American people, have hired to tend to and maintain our country have failed us, and they have done so miserably. As an analogy, imagine it, that you own a high-rise and the maintenance crew that you hired is not getting the job done and the building is falling apart. I ask you, what would you do? Well, no doubt you would fire their asses in a heartbeat and replace them with individuals who would take pride in their work and care for the building, especially when these individuals are well-paid. The problem is that there's a scarcity of good, honest, hardworking maintenance people willing to take on the work of maintaining America, simply because the ones that run and hate this country and want the building to come down will not allow them to do their jobs properly. Folks, the curtain has been pulled back. We have seen the truth, and you cannot unsee what you have seen. You can perhaps forgive some lies and deceit, but you could neither forget or forgive them when you discover that they've been going on for generations. The truth is now out in the open for everyone to see. 
and we either act on it or we don't. And if we don't, well, it's on us. We, the American people, have the power to fix our building and return it to pristine condition. We just don't know it. Or more importantly, we don't have the willpower to do it. Now, we here at You and the Truth have a solution. A radical one, but, you know, what the heck. The far left is radical. The right-wing nuts are radical. Why can't we be? The difference is that our plan doesn't destroy property or lives, and there's no violence involved. And if you think about it carefully, it would bring us back to those days where we actually had time to sit around the dinner table, talk about our day, exchange creative ideas, play some games with our kids, and even communicate without our mobile phones. Now, for many of you, that is radical. But as you heard it said, these are radical times, and radical times call for radical solutions. And the radical solutions require radical sacrifices. So tune in to the American Theater Part 2, and I'll set forth our plan at the risk of being run out of our neighborhood. But hey, I'd rather be run out of my neighborhood than my country. How about you? And while you think about that, let me remind you that what you've just heard is the truth. What you do with it is up to you. You have just come face to face with the truth. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and hit that bell so you will be notified when we drop new episodes. 